Let no one say, when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15. Uh, James, we're calling this one a servant's trap. Uh, If you are a servant of Jesus, um, the enemy will try to trap you, to get you to fall into sin, and sin will lead you to death. Uh, The first thing we see in this verse is that God is not the one who tempts us. In God, there is no evil. He is pure light, pure love, pure holiness. Uh, When we see pictures of heaven and the angelic beings surrounding him, one of the things they cry out is, holy, holy, holy. Um, He is just other and pure, and he is not the one who ever tempts us. We have been talking about in James where God might try us, or he might test our faith, but he never tempts. He's never going to tempt you to sin. He's never going to be like, hey, you should do this sin. That is not what Jesus ever does. Um, That is not what God ever does. Uh, The message, I like how it talks about this verse. It says that God is impervious to evil. Um, There's just no part of him that is evil or that that tempts others um, into evil. And so when we're tempted, we can't blame God. We can't say, oh, God's tempting me. God's making me sin. Um, There are no excuses. It says, when you're tempted, you are tempted by your own desire. Verse 14, but each person is is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. That our own sinful desires want to sin. Uh, There's this moment, this do I want to sin moment. Will I, I kind of want to sin moment. And God gives us in those moments an opportunity to choose God, um, to choose His love, to choose to serve and obey and enjoy Him, or to fall, to let that sinful desire fall and grow into sin. Then it says, This desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. This is a big deal. Sin leads to death. Uh, This is war. The big idea here is that you need to be killing sin or sin will be killing you. There's no neutral with sin. There's no dabbling in sin. There's no teeny, tiny sin. This is why scripture says not even a hint of sexual morality. It says flee from temptation. It's why we're to pray the Lord's prayer and pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We're asking for the king of heaven to be leading us, not our own desires to lead us. Our desires can lead us into temptation, but the king of heaven leads us not into temptation, but actually will deliver us from evil. Sin leads to death because it cuts you off from the source of life. It blinds you from the one who is the origin of peace and joy and hope in ultimately life. We looked in Sunday at John 10.10, one of my favorite verses. It says, The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come to give life and life abundant. Jesus is the way, truth, and life. Jesus leads you into life and life abundant. 
Jesus is a giver. Satan is a taker. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to take away your peace. He wants to lead you into death. He wants to make you not present to your friends, co-workers or kids, but get you just falling into addictions, screens. and He wants to leave you never satisfied. Cycle of consumerism that slowly destroys your soul and harms the planet. He wants to just keep you in this pattern of that leads to death. You must be killing sin. Our sin will be killing you. This is indeed a war. Uh, we have to take our sin seriously. We have to fight sin. Uh, we need to be aware. And James is warning us with, with serious intention of what sin's plan is for your life. The bad news is we fall into sin. The bad news is we go down sin's path all the time. All sorts of different areas. We are greedy at times, selfish at times, lazy at times, gluttonous at times, consumeristic, materialistic, jealous, covetous, sexual morality. We will fall into any of it and all of it. And so we deserve the death that sin leads to. But the good news is that, is that Jesus says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, He who knew no sin became sin. Jesus, who knew no sin, he never sinned. He lived life sinless for you and I. It says, he who knew no sin became sin on the cross. He took the death that sin leads to on the cross so that we might become the righteousness of God. He takes on sin even, it says, becomes sin and takes the, the end result of sin, which is death upon himself on the cross so that we might become the righteousness of God, so that we might be considered pure, so we might be considered pure light and pure love and pure holiness, that we might be righteous. He takes what we deserve and we get what he deserves, what Martin Luther called the great exchange. This is amazing good news. Amazing good news. That we get cleansed from our sin, forgiven for our sin, and we don't get the full consequences of our sin. And then he invites us to join him in fighting sin. Jesus hates sin. That's why he went to the cross to put sin to death, to put the results of sin, death to death, to rise again and defeat it. And now he is pushing back darkness. He is battling the lies with truth. He is bringing light into the areas where there are shadows. He is pushing back sin with his holy and righteous and good and loving and pure ways, pushing back hate and spreading this eternal perfect love. And when we receive Jesus, receive his forgiveness, receive his righteousness, then we are transformed then to join with him in fighting sin and the effects of sin and the brokenness and the wounds of sin and join him in spreading the kingdom of light and love and healing and hope. And we now learn to be who we are. And we have been made righteous. So we need to learn to live righteous, to become the type of men and women that say no to sin, to be the type of men and women who grow in our character, grow in our integrity, growing in gentleness, growing in contentment, growing in thanksgiving and gratitude, growing in love, growing in forgiveness, growing in generosity, that we're becoming men and women of character that we're 
walking in the way of Jesus. So some practical ways to be fighting sin. One, confess your sin to one another. First John says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Um, we confess sin to God and one another. Confess temptation when you're feeling tempted. Have somebody, have a couple people you can quickly reach out to. Cry out to God, lead me not in temptation, and cry out to some close, trusted friends and say, would you pray for me? I'm feeling tempted. Encourage me. I'm feeling tempted. Another way to be battling it. When you're feeling tempted, flee. Flee that temptation and move to something useful. So don't just flee the temptation and then just stop and pause and just linger. A lot of times we just linger and flirt with sin and temptation. No. Flee it. Move to something useful. Go um, put your hands to work. Think of something else to do. Um, so cry out for help and then actively do good. Push back darkness. Don't just sit there and see if darkness is going to swallow you. Advance the light. Uh, go after God. Pursue Him. Be the church. Reorient your life around being the church, loving and serving Christ's bride. Grow in your gospel identity, this being who you are. Learn what, what Scripture says about who you now are in Christ. So we, we don't fall into sin because we are saints now. Scripture calls us saints. Uh, we don't parade around in darkness because we're now children of the light. And so when we're tempted, we can say, no, I'm a child of the light. I don't, I don't dabble in this darkness anymore. Um, when we're tempted into sexual morality and whatnot, no, God has made me pure and holy. So this isn't this isn't who I am anymore. And your old self will want to creep up and Satan will want to lie to you and be like, ah, you always do this and this and that. And you can just tell him like, no, if you can't say this about Jesus, you can't say it about me because I'm in Jesus now. I'm in Christ now. This isn't who I am. I'm a beloved son of my father now. And we get to learn to be who we are. So grow in understanding this incredible gospel identity that you're a citizen of heaven, that you're a child of the light, that you are a beloved son and daughter, that you have, you're going to share the inheritance of an infinite, eternal God. I mean, the, the richness of who we are in Christ is absolutely amazing. And so we need to grow in memorizing it, um, understanding it, meditating on it, embracing it. Um, practicals, you know, uh, do a, do a discipline, do a, do an experiment. Um, we have people in our church doing. Okay, my first time getting a phone call in the midst of recording this, so I feel so popular. Um, blowing up, blowing up. So sorry about that. Practicals. Um, yeah, some people are doing these setting captives free courses, and we've used this. Um, I've used this uh, for myself and for others for a lot of years, and it's just a good way of like, man, here's a sin area, of sin I'm struggling with. I'm gonna go after it and buckle down and go after it. In general, the courses are just these 30-day daily courses um, that help uh, transform your thinking with truth and give you stories and scriptures and little videos to meditate on and different fight plans to help you fight and push back sin. So uh, maybe I will try to even email out the link for those courses for anyone's interested. But um, we've had 
even people at local do, you know, weight loss ones, purity ones. Um, they have anxiety ones and uh, just a lot of different ones. So I'll, I'll send them out. We have some people in our church right now doing the alcohol experiment. Um, that's more secular based, but helps you get a kind of scientific understanding of alcohol and what it's doing to your body so you can make better decisions with it. That's a 40-day experiment. Um, and so just, just not just standing still and letting the world and your desires take over for you, but going like, hey, this thing is tempting for me. What am I going to do to fight it? Um, what am I going to do to push it back? Another great tool is memorizing scripture. What are the lies that you tend to believe, the lies that tend to like um, pull you down? Memorize scriptures that battle those lies. Um, the Word of God is a sword. It, it cuts down lies. Uh, and so we want to be joining Jesus and pushing back darkness and cutting down lies and um, advancing truth and advancing His kingdom. We want to join with Him. We don't want to just stand back flat-footed and let sin have its way with us. Uh, let's push back sin in our own life and in others' lives, joining with Jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, Jesus is so much better than sin. Uh, Jesus is so much better than sin. And the Word says, If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. We no longer have to be slaves to sin. Um, the Word says, If you know the truth, the truth will set you free. We, know how, we no longer have to be ruled by lies that we believe. Uh, let's follow the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus loves you. He's so much better than sin. Seek after Jesus and join with him in pushing back darkness and advancing a kingdom of light, love, healing, and hope. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Local Church Podcast. We are a church in Gig Harbor in Port Orchard that is learning to be with Jesus together. If you'd like to know more, you could find us on Instagram at localchurchgh or online at localchurchgh.com. Feel free to reach out to us and we can get you directions to a gathering. We meet every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and you are invited. We'd love to see you there. With that, let me leave you with this blessing. May the love of God the Father in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.